Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. I am the franchise coming straight off of by far. <laughs> You've done it again, WWE. You've done it again. You have fans in the uproar. Fans are going ballistic. Some fans are even have confirmed to me that they have unsubscribed to their to the WWE network. I know one person in particular that has done that. Um he very adamantly told me the minute this happened, the end of the night, the minute the the conclusion of the show occurred, he told me, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And said it And said I'm canceling my subscription I don't know Well yes I do I know why they did this If you don't know what I'm talking about At the conclusion Of Money in the Bank You had Originally eight Participants in Money in the Bank Sami Zayn gets Hung upside down And is taken to A medical Taken to the hospital For treatment Braun Strowman who was Banned from the arena Prior to Sami being taken out Is now Asked by Triple H To be removed to exit the building Now there's a lot of things I want to get into that There's a lot of things I want to discuss With that storyline stupidity But then I'm sitting here Watching The show Seeing everybody come out Now there's only seven and I'm sitting there wondering who's going to be the eighth person. Now, most people, when they seen this, when they seen Sammy get taken out and they seen Braun was asked to leave the premise premises. Everybody was like, oh, I seen on Twitter. People are like, oh, what if it was? And they showed the, the clip of Bray with the mask on. What if it was Bray? No. I knew it couldn't have been Bray. Because congratulations need to go out to Bray and JoJo because they had their son Cash on Saturday. So I knew that Bray wasn't going to be there. Okay, I'm going to address a little bit more about that situation because there was a report that came out that JoJo had complications during the birth 
of cash. So um, I'm going to, you know, gather more information up about that to speak a little bit more about it on Friday when I record the month in review for Royal Club. So I'm watching the pay-per-view. I'm watching this match. It is the third best match on the card. This money, the men's money in the bank was the third best match on the card, in my opinion. So watching it, Ali's reaching for the money in the bank briefcase. And I'm like, something has to, something's up. There's like no Because you could just tell by the way Ali was like reaching for it Like he was hesitant to grab it Like he was waiting for something And then himself appeared damn near killed cameraman but he appeared (laughs) so the beast shows up and eliminates Ali and in the midst of eliminating Ali he climbs the ladder secures the briefcase Brock Lesnar is your Money in the Bank winner. And I guarantee you, Paul Heyman on Monday is going to change it from Money in the Bank to Beast in the Bank. He's going to do something where he's going to incorporate Beast with this briefcase. So, my opinion on Brock getting money in the bank I put it to you like this when his music hit and the fans reaction that's why Brock Lesnar has money in the bank the crowd's reaction when they heard the music was ballistic they they were cheering they were happy to see Brock But then once reality struck and they realized, oh, shit, Brock has money in the bank. Oh, shit. We know that Brock's going to whoever he cashes in on. He's going to win. He's going to win. And now we have to deal with one of the titles probably the universal title being held in purgatory again and we're never seeing this title again which then leads to the wild card because you're going to see a lot of people from Raw going on to Smackdown competing for the WWE title because nobody really is going to compete for the United States title That's like the European title now. (laughs) 
And then I look at the ratings. If you've been un- hiding under a rock since Mania, Raw and SmackDown have been taking the worst ratings. And we continuously hear that notion, oh, Raw has their worst rating in blah, blah years or worst rating of the year and all this other stuff. Yes, that's we hear it all the time, but it's become more problematic these past few weeks since Mania, since the shakeup and with the inclusion of the wild card now. The ratings have not been up to par. And I'm going to get a little bit more into it on Friday again because, you know, there's reports that even Triple H is upset and he's frustrated with Vince. But we'll talk about that on Friday. But with that being said, with the ratings, you see that and then you see they know that they can get the best Ratings when Brock is there. Don't believe me. Go and do your research and check and see the ratings for when Brock Lesnar is advertised to be on TV on Raw. The ratings are the ratings are high. Because despite what people want to say, despite how people feel about Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar still brings people in he's still that cash cow that everybody wants to see and Brock Vince the WWE they know this so they decide this is what we're going to do now to sum up how a lot of WWE WWE fans feel I want to read you a tweet that somebody posted and then I'm going to tell you who it was that said said tweet awesome to see now this is literally (laughs) moments after the pay-per-view awesome to see at Brock Lesnar win hashtag money in the bank match even though he wasn't officially entered Brock is the future of the biz and this is a perfect example of genius booking shows why at WWE will remain on top forever forever if you don't understand that forever then I don't know what the hell's wrong with you um Hashtag go Brock go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was from Y2J himself, Chris Jericho. With the biggest dig at WWE. The biggest dig. And everybody on it, everybody that responded to this, like I responded to this, and I put the round of applause with The Rock standing up clapping. Okay, everybody is going in sarcasm. This was great. Jericho is the goat. 
AEW. <laughs> it it's very interesting because it is exactly what like Jericho is bringing up a valid point. You know, if you haven't watched the and while I was watching Money in the Bank, and I'm going to dive. Don't worry, I'm diving more into the show. But as I was watching this show, I went on Facebook and I seen a promo from AEW for Cody's match against Dustin. That promo alone was better, in my opinion, than the whole show of Money in the Bank. It was two minutes and 12 seconds. That tells you a lot. I'm not anti-WWE. I love WWE. But they need to change. They need to do these things. They need to stop with this stop with this notion okay so let's just go right into the match so as I said the men's money in the bank ladder match was the third best match of the card in my opinion a lot of great spots in this match by far the best spot of the night was Andrade doing the sunset flip off the ladder onto another ladder killing Finn like I seen that and I jumped out of my seat and was like oh my god Finn's dead they killed my man Finn ain't never coming back <laughs> Finn's done for the night and then he got destroyed again <laughs> Drew McIntyre had Andrade set up for a uh, Alabama slam and slammed Andrade on Finn on a ladder. Finn was getting destroyed this match. He really was. Another great spot of the night in this match. Uh, Ali did his signature move from the top rope where he does the he does the flip. I don't know the name of it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all seen it. He has, he had Andrade hooked and he did the little flip and that was off the ladder. That was incredible. Um, Ricochet almost killed himself. <laughs> That's someone that I'm kind of, I get real nervous about with, when he does these high risk moves because He's so gifted at it that sometimes it looks as if he might hurt himself. So he did jump on. He jumped on the top rope. And when he jumped on top rope, it looked like he might have slipped. But he caught himself still and he managed to do it. But I think that they're going to kind of key in on that and kind of have him simmer down on there. Overall, the match, I said, was good. I gave it about a... About a seven and a half. I did give it about a seven and a half to the end. The end is what got me. It really did. Uh, 
overall, like I said, overall, I think if I had to rate the ma- the card, the card I would say is probably, matter of fact, I will tell you that after I'm done reviewing the whole show. So, sorry with that match. The next, I'll do the top three, my top three matches. And it was literally the last three matches. And it goes in that order. So, third is the money, men's money in the bank. Second is Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston. That was a good match. The crowd wasn't into it. I've be I've come to the realization that New Day needs Big E. Big E is a very, very valuable asset to this group. Even the intro doesn't feel the same without Big E doing oh Harper Connecticut. It, it doesn't feel the same when you just hear it's a new day. Yes, it is. Like you just don't it, it you don't get that same enthused. Like you're not happy when you hear New Day's theme music without Big E. But the crowd just was very, very dry during this match. It wasn't really into it. They weren't, you know. But it was a good match. Um, Kofi did retain. He retained with the uh, Trouble in Paradise kick. I love how Kevin Owens sells. Kevin Owens is probably one of the best people to sell. And when he got hit with that kick, oh, he dropped like a bad habit. He dropped like he just died. But uh, that was a good match. I gave that a 7 out of 10. And then the match of the night. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. The match of the night. Hands down. Hands down. This was the spot of the night. Okay. The sunset flip was second. This was the first. Seth Rollins does his superplex into a falcon arrow. He reversed it this time. So he did a reverse superplex into a reverse falcon arrow. It was... it. Let me tell you, it was a thing of beauty. And the fact that Seth had the strength to still do it in this match was incredible. That was the spot in the night. He did, AJ Styles did do a sick, a sick ass reverse to the stomp into a Styles clash. This, I I see why they wanted to have this match at Money in the Bank, even though this is not a Money in the Bank match. They needed a match that was going to steal the show. Because I'm starting to realize that they are taking the money in the bank theme and they're just making a shit show out of it. They're making it into a joke. And the prime example of this, and I'm going to get into this later, and it's going to be a little controversial, is the women's money in the bank ladder match. But watching this, you knew that they needed something that was going to steal the show. And AJ versus Seth Rollins will steal the show. I don't care how many times they wrestle. They can wrestle a thousand times. It's still going to be one of the best shows, one of the best matches on the card, hands down. So we digress and we get into the, the worst match of the night. It wasn't even a match to me, to be honest with you, in my opinion. I gave it about a two, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> if I can give it a zero, I'll give it a zero, but I give it a two. Roman Reigns versus Elias. Now, prior to the match, Elias 
is seen stalking Roman Reigns from behind as Roman Reigns is making his way to the ring. Elias hits him with the guitar. Elias comes out. Elias cuts his old promo. He sings. He performs. He gets ready to leave. Big Dog comes out, hits him with a Superman punch, gets him in the ring, hits him with a spear. One, two, three. Match lasted literally about 10 seconds. Two out of 10. I don't understand. But I do have a feeling I am making a bold prediction. I think Lars Sullivan is going to be the first person that's going to face Lars Sullivan's first big challenge. Let me rephrase that. His first big challenge is going to be Roman Reigns. I can see it. I feel it. I think that's going to be it. I think just by the way they're building Lars up, that somebody has to take him down. And I think they're going to give him to Roman. Because, you know, you, you look at Roman. Roman is the new John Cena. It's only right to have the big dog take on this monster. He did it with Braun Strowman. Let's see him do it with Lars Sullivan. Now we go to the next two matches that I would say is the next matches on the card. Like if I was to literally do the the rankings of these matches, obviously I just said Roman versus Elias was the worst match. Um, fourth, I would say, would be this match, which was Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Now, matter of fact, before I even get into that match, because there is a curveball that was thrown into this match, so let's talk about the women's money in a bank ladder match right now, shall we? I am a fan of the women's revolution. Okay. I admire what they did. I hate the fact that Stephanie is trying to take all this credit and praise for it. But I would basically say that it's the women it, it was Paige it was Emma it was you know Sasha Banks but it was all of NXT to be honest with you that really started this women's revolution because it was NXT where they're seeing the the main card is seeing the women in NXT tear down the shows tear down the house have these epic matches and they wanted to do the same so they, they got they you know brought the women up and now they've done all this stuff but there's certain things that I feel like they shouldn't partake in and I feel like the women's money in the bank ladder match is something that should not be, should not go forward. Watching this match was cringeworthy for me. There was a lot of things that 
as I watched it, I literally sat back and I just it was it just didn't feel it was dreadful to watch sometimes. They didn't know what to do. They were kind of out of like touch. You know, I hate to do the comparison. Okay, let's compare the men's money in the bank to the women's money in the bank and you'll see the difference. But it's true. If you look at the men's money in the bank ladder match and you see how polished theirs are, and even when it looks like something might have like screwed up or an error might have happened, it's it's not as notable noticeable as the women's are. You look at the women's Money in the Bank ladder match that happened tonight, and it was horrible. Like, so horrible that Carmella and Mandy got into some, something happened to Carmella, in which I don't know if this was a work. Like, I don't know if this was a part of the story or if. Mandy really hurt Carmella. So during the match, Mandy has the ladder. Mandy hits Carmella. Something happens in this match where I believe that Mandy hit Carmella with the ladder or something with the ladder happened and Carmella took like she got hurt. And when Mandy's trying to go after her, Carmella is being seen pushing Mandy away, telling her to back off, back off. And then Mandy was kind of confused. And then Mand- and then Carmella kind of like snuck away and was doing what she was doing. And then Carmella leaves out the ring and goes backstage like you hear you you see um officials come out now normally if somebody is injured what the rest will do is they would throw the x up okay and that is an indication of like yo there's something happened we need medical staff out here so they throw the x up that didn't happen this time so i wasn't sure about it but then Carmella comes back and her knee is, you know, taped up and she starts to, you know, she starts going at it with with Mandy. Now, the reason why I think that it, I, I'm not sure how to take it is because during the during this part, Mandy. Is like Carmella's climbing the ladder. Sonya Deville gets in the ring. Sonya Deville pulls her down. Carmella lands on her leg, but it she doesn't sell it. There's no sell to the leg injury. So now I'm like, okay, this 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 gotta be a work. Like this this gotta be something. And then funny moment, Sonya Deville spears Carmella. And her track comes out. It's a piece of her hair sitting on the mat. That was a funny moment. 
the best spot of that this match was when obviously it was Ember Moon did a solar eclipse from outside the ring on a ladder hitting Natty in the ring. Great spot. Great spot. Bailey ends up winning Money in the Bank. Once she wins it, everybody on Twitter was like, this is a big fuck you to Sasha Banks. Um, then Sasha turned around. I mean, not Sasha. Charlie Caruso interviewed Bailey afterwards. Um, speaking about the briefcase and all that stuff. This led into what I'm about to talk about. So, Becky Lynch fought Lacey Evans. Becky successfully defends her Raw Women's title against Lacey Evans in an okay match. I gave that match about a. I gave it a. It was a halfway decent match, so I gave it about a 5 out of 10. And then as. Becky is leaving the ring. Charlotte comes out. So Charlotte comes out and the, you know, Corey Graves and all of them is like, this is not, you know, this match wasn't take, wasn't supposed to take place till later. Oh no. Charlotte's like, no, we're doing this match right now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have this match right now. So boom, she has the match. Lacey comes back out, hits Becky with the woman's right and here's where it gets kind of interesting so Becky gets hit with the woman's right Charlotte gets back in the ring Charlotte goes to roll up Charlotte goes to grab Becky Becky rolls up Charlotte one two it looks like it was a three count but the ref counted as two Becky gets up. Becky gets hit with the boot. Now, the boot wasn't a boot. It wasn't, it, it didn't hit. It didn't connect. And then Becky loses the SmackDown Women's title to Charlotte. Charlotte is now a nine time champion. I'm very um, upset about it because I, I just, I, Charlotte is one of the better women athletes in the business but I just think that they're overkilling these title reigns they're overkilling it so Becky gets starts to get pummeled by Charlotte and Lacey and out comes Bailey so Bailey comes out to help her because the crowd is chanting for Bailey Bailey comes out helps her Bailey hits Lacey Evans with the the Bailey the Bailey suplex. Her and Charlotte start going at it. Charlotte gets the one up on her. Charlotte goes to attack Bailey. Bailey shoves Charlotte into the middle turnbuckle, air quotes, knocking her out. So Bailey's kind of 
woozy. She gets up. She realizes what's going on. And you already know the crowd starts chanting because Bailey comes out holding the briefcase. Okay. So then after this, uh, so then the briefcase is sitting in the ring. The crowd is going crazy. The crowd is telling Beck, Beck, uh, Bailey to do it. Like they're doing the yes chant and all this other stuff. So Bailey's kind of hesitant. Then Bailey says, all right, I'm cashing in. I'm cashing in. Like, yes, let's go. Let's go. The ref turns around. The ref, like, says, okay, this is what she's doing. She's cashing in. Next thing you know, she gets on the top rope. She hits the elbow. One, two, three. Bailey is now your SmackDown Women's Champion. Congratulations to Bailey. Bailey is officially a Grand Slam champion. The first women's Grand Slam champion because she has held the NXT title, the Raw title, the Women's Tag Team, and she's won the SmackDown Women's Championship. So congratulations goes out to Bailey for accomplishing the very first Grand Slam champion. Not even Charlotte did that. So the Charlotte versus Becky match, I gave that about a six. About a six. And that was the fourth best match. So, them two always have great matches, but I feel like Becky's reign of being the man is officially over. In my personal opinion, I think that they have tarnished it. I think that they killed it. And that's all. Literally. That's all I have to say. So now, let's go further into Shane McMahon versus The Miz in the Steel Cage match. I've been very adamant in my opinion on Shane I don't know why Shane is still doing the wrestling that he's doing why is he still partaking in all this but he is so during this match it was an okay match I gave the Shane versus Miz match I gave that a six and a half out of ten but it wasn't better than Becky versus Charlotte okay just the only reason why I gave Becky and Charlotte a six and not a six and a half or a seven is because of the the ending was kind of weird. Just as far as like the roll up and then the women's right and then the kick like that, all that just I'm a, I'm a stickler to detail and it didn't look like it was supposed to happen that way. So during this match, mind you, it's a steel cage match. Mind you, anything goes. Mind you, no disqualifications. Yet, yet, Miz hits Shane with a skull crushing finale on a steel chair. As he goes to pin Shane, one, two, Shane's foot is on the rope. The ref tells Miz rope break. If there's no disqualification, anything goes. That foot doesn't matter because there's no disqualification. 
Miz can could have sat there said, "You better count to three. Even the even the commentators, Cole, all of them, all of them were saying like, "Yo, ref, this is what what the hell?" And it was, <laughs> I, I was taken back from it. Then I'm watching as Shane was getting beat with the steel chair, and I'm literally sitting there and I'm telling myself like, Shane's not even selling these chair shots not the way like you would think someone who's getting pummeled with a steel chair should be selling it he was selling it horribly so i watched that and i was like come on man so shane ends up winning in kind of a not a controversial way but he won in a very slick way so as miz had shane on the top of the steel cage he originally was going to superplex him and they were making it seem like don't do this you're going to kill Shane Shane jumped off the damn hell in the cell Shane has jumped off of multiple like tall feet okay coming off of a 15 foot high steel cage is not going to do nothing to Shane that will probably be like jumping in like a bounce house (laughs) compared to all the other shit that Shane has done Shane has jumped off of hell in a cell he's jumped coast to coast he's done he's jumped off of the entrance of SummerSlam against Steve Blackman I remember that Shane has done a lot of crazy stunts so a 15 foot high drop is not going to do nothing to Shane let's keep it on let's be all the way honest so Shane ends up winning in a slick way like I said so as Miz was they were tussling Shane managed to get himself out of his shirt and fall down and got the win not really sure why they did this and I'm starting to think like okay well what does this mean for Miz like where does Miz go from here is Miz going to do anything? Are we ever going to see Miz like compete for a title again? Seriously, because all this him and Shane shit, it just needs to cease and desist. So then, like I said, that was six and a half. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cruiserweight because I did say that the cruiserweight. I was surprised that the cruiserweight that would match was in there too surprised that they actually made the main card and the smackdown tag team championship match didn't make the main card that was on the mid card i mean that was on the pre-show wow (laughs) so watching this match i really continuously will echo that they need more talent on 205 live Tony needs retained, but they need more talent. This would have been the perfect spot for Leo Rush. I don't know why they did the put Leo Rush on the main card. Have him be the in, the new Enzo of the 205 Live, except for he's more talent, talented in the ring than Enzo was. Okay. He has the voice. He has the mic skills. He has the ability in the ring that can make him be like another Enzo where he is a heel, but he's the heel that everybody kind of loves to hate, you know? 
so I I just feel like they they need more talent because even when you was watching this match, it didn't. It just was the crowd wasn't even into it. Like there was some points where I was watching it and there was a fan who kept who was on his phone. I want to say majority of this match, he was on his phone. Like just hmm, check what's going on on Twitter. Let's see what's going on on Facebook. Let's see what's going on with the with basketball. You know. I mean, see if any baseball games is on. Like that's what he. That's what it looked like he was doing. So, Samoa Joe versus <laughs> Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. <sighs> this is this is why I say that this is like the European title because. Rey Mysterio Jr. is your new United States champion in a very controversial fashion. And he, like, like that was the theme for Money in the Bank was a lot of controversy happened on this show. So Rey Mysterio pinned Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe's shoulders weren't on the mat. So we are obviously know that this is going to lead into a rematch probably tonight or at Super Showdown, depending on what happens. Um, and Joe d- beat the holy hell out of Rey Mysterio after the match was said and done. I feel like Ray's son Dominic is going to get involved. I actually thought he was going to get involved in this match or after the match when Joe was beating him down. I thought Dominic was going to get involved in it. Um, as I said last week, or as I said in the last episode. Dominic does have a contract with WWE. I don't know if it's with the WWE or if it is with NXT, but he does have a contract. So I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to play out. Who exactly is going to... Like, I want to see how this is going to play out because I want to see how... Dominic is going to play into this role Okay And I've already talked about The men I mean the women's money In the bank ladder match So overall I would give The show itself Five and a half out of ten It wasn't the best It was not the best show You ended the show (laughs) You started the show With Bailey winning You end the show with the beast holding the briefcase. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens on Monday. As right now, I'm looking, it is the WD24 right now, which I'm going to watch after I'm done recording this. And I will kind of discuss a little bit of my opinion on the show. Maybe not. Um, just because there's a lot to get into with the month in review of just what's going on in wrestling. Um, this Saturday, AEW is having their double or nothing pay-per-view. I'm going to talk a little bit about that on Friday when I record. And then we're just going to dive right into all the other stuff. Now, because I'm not watching Super Showdown, Super Showdown, I will be watching NXT 25 which will take place on June 1st. So I will do a preview show and a recap show for that since I'm not watching Super Showdown. 
super showdown, obviously for my reasons that I have stated in the past. But I am going to talk about the card on Friday because <laughs> I got a lot to say about that card. It it's it's y'all just love y'all just love the money. The money grab, y'all fans, not fans, but y'all wrestlers, y'all really, truly, yeah, put morals aside and go for the money. Good job. So, as always, this was Royal Club. This was the Money in the Bank recap show. I hope y'all all all tried to enjoy it. I tried to enjoy it. Um, I'll be back on Saturday with a new episode because I will be recording on Friday. Take care. Make sure y'all watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205, everything that's going on. If you did not unsubscribe to the WWE Network, um, I haven't. I'm not going to. I'm just not really going to invest a lot of my time into watching it. But I will still give y'all my content. I'll still give y'all my views and opinions monthly now instead of weekly. So take care. Enjoy. I will be back on Saturday. As always, I bid y'all all adieu. And I want to end this show as the WWE ended their shit show. And that is with this.